Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Okay, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix at 11 Like It Matters, and I'm um, glad to be here. Weather's, uh, you know, breaking it down just a little bit. Uh, starting to get a little cooler now than it's been in the past. Um, instead of 100, it's about 90. But uh, it's good. It's real good. It's it's still hot. It's still hot, and, you know, that kind of leads into the National Football League. There are still a couple teams that, that are hot, but... I gotta be honest with you. I mean, that's how, that's how I do hit here. I do it here. You know, I do it. I, I, I keep it honest. I try to, you know, when I do this show, Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, the things that I talk about, the things that I'm passionate about, when you see me in public, I'm gonna have the same attitude. I'm gonna be passionate about those things that I, that I, I feel, uh, you know, uh, uh, boy, I just got a feeling about it. It's special to me. It's in my heart. Uh, I just, I, you know, I'm just passionate about certain things. And, and so one of the things I'm passionate about, obviously, is the National Football League. And it's important to me that my affiliation with that is that, you know, of course, I did it. Uh, I think I know the game. I love the game. I watch the game. I attend the games. I talk to people who play the games, who coach the games, who, who own teams, um, who, you know, general managers, um, and let me just say this. I, I, I'm a little disappointed in this past week's performance by some of the guys. You know, and particularly, I'm going to go on a rant about the Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, I think there's just some personal pride that goes into being a part of the National Football League. It's like a badge of honor that you earned because you put so much in it your entire life that when you reach a time and a period in your life, when that opportunity is there for you because you've earned it to play, that you give it the best that you can give. And every time you step on that football field, you play to the best of your ability. Now, I do understand that sometimes there's a bad day at the office. But I do not believe at the National Football League level you can put together bad games consecutively week in, week out. And have a bad day at the office on every Sunday for six, seven, eight weeks in a row. I just, I don't believe that. And I'm going to do another thing. Great leaders in sports, they not only can lead themselves and motivate themselves, but great leaders can motivate people around them. Great ball players are great 
and they make ball players around them better. They do it by what they do, and some do it by what they do and what they say. I'm having a problem right now with Mr. Manning as a leader. Peyton, I'm calling you out. I am calling you out because you need to say to everybody in the football world, I'm not that damn good. I am good. And I may even be one of the best to ever play this game, but I'm not that damn good that this team should be as bad as it is now. And this team should be ashamed because I am ashamed of how bad and how poorly my team and my teammates are performing on Sunday. People pay and give their hard-earned dollars to see these teams play. The Indianapolis Colts I'm talking about right now. Peyton, step up. You let them know, listen, the only reason why I am as good as I am is because when I played, you blocked for me. You ran the ball for me. You caught the ball for me. On the other side, the defense, you played well for me. You stopped teams when you needed to. You tackled. You 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 made sure that the field position was such that when they punted, we would have good field position. And you had a team of which we never thought we would lose a ball game. We always felt confident going into that ball game we were going to win. There's been times when there were people on this team that were hurt and one man stepped out and another man came in. Now, I'll tell you this. If you told me that due to the lack of performance of the offensive side of the ball in the Indianapolis Colts, it would be just you could justify why the team is doing so bad because every time. The other team got the ball. They had great field position. And I don't think that's the case. In fact, I know that's not the case that every time the other team got the ball back, they had great field position. So I'm calling the defense out. Peyton, you should call the defense out. I'm calling the coaches out because the coaches, I don't care what you need to do. You need to spend more time with whoever your quarterback is, whoever your running backs are, whoever your wide receivers are. And you need to just spend more. We got to spend more time. Because guess what? The case could very easily be made that we need to, we might need to clean house next year. Because in my mind, in my heart, we've seen the last of Peyton Manning. I'm sorry, Peyton just has that look as if he's looking at you from under his glasses all the time because that's he, he's lost his posture. His neck is is so badly injured that his his just his body posture is not the same anymore. And so for his sake, for his family's sake, I think Peyton, the football player, is done with. So the football team that depended on Peyton so much will never be the same Indianapolis coach team because Peyton Manning won't be on that team anymore. And this year, of course, you you can't get back to being the team you were with Peyton because Peyton's not there. But on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball, when you're running the ball, listen, Peyton wasn't unique in the way he handed the ball off to the running backs. Come on. I'm, I'm just not going to accept that. You shouldn't accept that. So so that, that little rant I just went off on, I, I had to do that for the sake of everybody to understand that 
I know smoke and mirrors when I see smoke and mirrors. And this is bullshit. Excuse me. We can say what's online. Nobody cares what you say online. We're talking football now. I'm not calling somebody bullshit. This is bullshit. I'm going to have some coats. Come on, coats. Where's the pride at? You know, if, if we go down and we go back and we drill down, you know, you're the Baltimore coats. That's what you are. You're the Baltimore coats. Come on. You, you don't have John United anymore. You're, you're John United's Peyton Manning. You don't have any anymore. But that's okay. They end up getting Peyton Manning. So Peyton Manning's got to go sometime too. But the franchise, this is a storied franchise. This is one of those teams that were there from the beginning. Come on, coats. You got to play for pride and tradition and, and ball players. You need to pay for, you need to play for your paycheck. Don't back up. Don't backpedal and put your hand behind you to get your paycheck. Walk up like a man and say, yeah, I took a few people out yesterday. I got a couple interceptions yesterday. I made, you know, double-digit tackles yesterday. I can get my check on Monday. But, you know, y'all might as well have been, you know, in the locker room, you know, eating some hot dogs and drinking a couple of brewskis. You know, you, you might as well be a fan. That's how you playing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I had to. I had to say that. Now, come on. I had to. Now, there, there's something else I, I have to say as well. Man, you know, it's just something about this country, this United States of America. <laughs> I was in church the other day, and yeah, I said I was in church. I go to church. In case y'all don't know, you should know that. It shouldn't be something I have to tell you. I should be trying to live my, and I'm trying to live my life like that. But certainly, the sermon, sermon was about can't we just all get along? You know, Rodney King, you remember the great Rodney King, got beat down and stood up and said, why can't we all just get along? Can't we all just get along? But no, we can't. This is a country, United States of America, and I'm telling you, a lot of times on a lot of issues, is split right down the middle. Blacks on this side and whites on that side. And sometimes every now and then somebody will step up and call it what it is. Blacks on this side, whites on that side. And I'm going to call this what it is. This whole Tim Tebow debate. There are a lot of black folks out there that, oh, they're a little hot. And there's a lot of white folks out there that right now, mm, you know, they maybe they're a little happy. And, I, you know, the happy and the mad, it's about Tim Tebow. Now, Tim Tebow is a great young man, but there's a lot of great young men that I don't necessarily want on my football team. I mean, you know, it's not choir boys, not choir practice. You know, I want a football player on my football team. I want a football player on my football team that's going to lead my football team and not just 51 percent of the time we're going to win. That we're going to win, you know, 70, 80 percent of the time. That's what you're looking for. You don't want to go with the 50-50 because, you know, last time I checked, you know, a couple teams in the history of the National Football League since the merger have gone to the playoffs at, with a, you know, 500 record. So you need to be having, a, you know, you need to be in the seven, 800 percentage in terms of wins and losses to make the playoffs. Now, this thing with Tim Tebow, come on. 
you know, the generations and, and times have changed. But, you know, there are, there are some black folks out there that are looking. They're mad because this. What, what's the problem? Because I thought that's not the kind of quarterback you want. There were black quarterbacks playing quarterback like Tim Tebow played all the time. And you said that's not what we want in the National Football League. And all of a sudden now, Tim Tebow comes on. He plays the way you didn't want those black quarterbacks to play. And I'm talking about Skip on ESPN. Everybody watches it. And everybody knows when Skip sits up there. And he's talking what he's really saying. And that's, come on, the, the black quarterbacks used to be called running quarterbacks, and that wasn't the National Football League. And now Tim Tebow does that. And all of a sudden now, oh, it's okay, you can do that. You said it, Skip, years ago. That's not a National Football League quarterback. You can't win. But now you say the only thing Tim Tebow does is win. Well, there's a lot of the young black men in, you know, black colleges and stuff, and they win. But they don't get a chance. Warren Moon had to go to the Canadian football. This man is one of the greatest quarterbacks. I don't care if you went to the moon. Yeah, you know, no pun intended. Warren Moon. He's a great quarterback. One of the greatest ever played a game. I mean, a rocket. Doug Williams. Doug Williams had a rocket. Doug wasn't, you know, agile and moving around and stuff like that. Won a Super Bowl. Warren Moon didn't win a Super Bowl. But the kind of quarterbacks that typically... You had been saying could not play this game because they were mobile quarterbacks, they were running quarterbacks, is what Tim Tebow, that's the kind of game he plays now. So you, you adjust the entire playbook to, you know, adapt to the way he performs and plays, and it's not going to win a championship for you. So what about your backup quarterback? He's a typical quarterback. He's not going to play that game that Tim Tebow plays. Listen, there's a difference in college and pro football. That's just the bottom line. When you get to pro football, they play a different level and a different kind of game. And I don't care if you're black or you're white, whatever it is. If you're a quarterback, you got to be able to stand in that pocket. you got to be able to throw the ball. And every now and then, when the sack, when you're about to be sacked, you got to be able to extend the pocket a little bit and be able to move away and get away from the rush. But you always want to keep your eyes downfield with the intent of having everybody come towards you. And, of course, you then launch the ball and throw the ball accurately to your receiver and not to the defensive back or the linebacker. So, Skip, I mean, come on, don't act like, you know, you don't know what's going on here. You know, call it the way it really is. You know, that game to Tim Tebow, you can go to black colleges all across the country and find that kind of quarterback, and the NFL has said that's not what we want. We want Tom Brady. That's what we want. We want Aaron Rodgers. That's what we want. We want Josh Freeman. That's what we want. You know, even Michael Vick. Michael Vick is just exceptional. Michael Vick's so damn fast, you can't catch him. You, you know, you can't catch him in a car. So it's like, okay, well, you know, if you could run like Michael Vick, then maybe that might be something. And Michael's, you know, got some accuracy too. And Donovan McNabb's got some accuracy too. But come on, Skip, you know that that's why, you know, a couple of guys sit up there with you and they're really upset with you is because of the fact that, listen, that quarterback for years has been around and you didn't want him. You even tried to tell Warren Moon that you did a Hall of Fame quarterback. You didn't want him. You, you tried to tell, you know, you know, Vince Evans, you, you, you didn't want him. And so, OK, there's a little malice there. It's a little black and white thing there. But that's what that's all about. Skip, in case you don't understand that, there's some guys that's, that's, that's giving you something because they're on the platform with you. That really is, it came from years ago. Some of them, you know, couldn't even play quarterback themselves. They had to change their positions. But that's really what it's about.
the Tim, Tim Tebow thing, that's a black-white thing. For those who don't want to say it, online you can say what you want to say and you can be honest. And I'm just going to be honest. You know, it's like now you're changing the rules. And the rules have been changed a few times, and sometimes people aren't happy with that. Skip Bayless just letting you know. So with somebody out there, let Skip Bayless know that Ray Ellis really told the truth on Voice America Sports. And, you know, now you feel better because Skip keeps playing these games with you and really won't tell the truth about what the problem is that people are having with him and Tim Tebow. Okay, let's not hear a little music in the background. I got to take a break. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Alright, you hear that music, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And okay, let me go into a little bit of something else. Monday night football. Okay. Now listen. There were a couple games this weekend that were not worth the price of admission. I agree with that. But however, last night and watching that game, you know, I have to admit that although it wasn't the prettiest game in the world. It, it was it was a good game. It was it was interesting. Wasn't a lot of offense. You know, the guys put the ball on the ground more than I've ever seen a ball fumbled in my life. You know, Ray Ray you know, Ray fumbling the ball, Superman fumbling the ball. You know, I just you know, I just couldn't believe that there were as many fumbles because it wasn't that many hard hits last night. But it does bring me to one particular hit. Yeah, you know the hit that I'm talking about. You know, come on. I, I just think that 
And I said this a couple of weeks ago about the Ravens. I said that when when it came time in in the playoffs that Ray Ray was gonna get the boys together. I know if you listen to the show, you know I said it. Ray Ray's gonna get the boys together, and and they were gonna be like, hey, listen, everybody, give me about five, ten grand. Everybody put all everybody on defense, put about ten grand up. We okay, we got that. Because the fire ain't gonna cost you about a hundred, maybe a hundred fifty, maybe fifty, but we don't want you to pay the whole thing. So we gonna what we gonna do? We gonna all, you know, supplement it. So put it here. So, so they got that money in the pot. And come playoff time, Ravens gonna be taking some people out. But last night, you watching the game? Come on, you know my whole thing. Prior to the season starting last year, when they started changing the rules and they started addressing the physicality of the football game and the injuries and the concussions, I felt that we were going to start seeing smaller football players, particularly in the receiving position and particularly in the slot position. Because a lot of times what happens when you when you're in the slot, you're off the ball. So it's, it's harder. You're off the ball. And now you can come at the defensive guy rolling into your get off and, and have some speed. And have the ability to put a little move on them because there's some air in between you. When they get up on you on the line, when you're on the line of scrimmage, you notice how when the ball snaps, if you just look out wide, a lot of guys get jammed in the chest right away. You get that quick jab, it's like a right hand, <clears throat> you know, you know, you hit him with a, a left and a right, and maybe even an uppercut before he can move. Boom, you could drop him. But when the guys are in the slot, sometimes they get a little bit more room, they get off the ball a little easier. So I figured that's where the little quicker dudes are gonna go. Put them in a slot, let them move around, you know, can't get a hit on them. Put them in motion, whatever. But once you go across that middle, that's where I thought they were really going to have an advantage. Because once they got off the line of scrimmage, they went downfield, and now they turned into the middle, where they find themselves perhaps maybe around in the vicinity of where the linebackers hang out at and the safeties hang out at. The people that get paid to punish. I thought perhaps maybe... It might be to the advantage of the little guy because guess what? Now he can concentrate totally on the football because he knows that for one, it's going to cost somebody some money if they hit me because if I leave my feet, okay, or if I stretch out, I am now considered to be unprotected and I can go and put maximum effort into now catching a football that before. When I used to look at the play called and hear the play called in the huddle, I used to look at them and say, okay, not me, right? I know this pass is not coming in my direction because Ray Ray's over there where you plan on throwing that ball where that route should be run and I'm the one that's supposed to be running that route. I'm not doing, I no, for who, for what? We will never forget that line. Shout out to Ricky. You know, and so... When I watched the game last night, and it's just a normal play, homeboy, you know, go down, do run a little dig, corner breaks on it. I mean, just just hits him the way. Picture perfect tackle. Shoulder under his arm as it lifted up. You know, head across the bow. Wrap him up, drive him into the ground. And out of nowhere, some some linen finds its way onto the field. Some cloth, yellow. A flag. Are you, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, you know, part of the reason why football was, you know, 
boring a little bit this weekend is because we we already know there's certain elements of the game that has been taken away from us. So you you this game is still you still gotta let football players play football. People paid to see football players play football. You can't be calling that kind. I mean that was a picture perfect hit. That's the kind of hit. That the young men that want to be pro football players in the future need to see on TV so they'll know the proper way to tackle. And you can't say that that player was, you know, unprotected. I mean, really, come on. What, I mean, what 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 is it you can do with the exception of a man running directly at you and you and he looking at each other eye to eye? Anything other than that, you could make the argument that a player is unprotected. And I get if you want to, which I guess the referee should be, you know, probably this morning, if not yeah, yeah, this morning, because the game was last night on the phone with Roger Goodell in the office trying to justify what he saw that made him throw a flag. Because that, you know, that 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 game was so close that sometimes in a football game, a big hit. A big hit will get your team fired up, and, and you know, and th- and that's what the Ravens Ravens are a defensive team, so much so that the defense probably brings just as much. I, I would say they their the outcome of the game depends just as much on how well the defense plays, probably more so how well the defense plays than the offense plays, because you know I don't like that term manage the football game and I don't use it. But what I do acknowledge the fact is you can have a player on a team and you can have a certain element of the team, the offensive component of the team, the special teams component of the team, you know, and say to them, okay, guys, listen, just don't let them run back three kickoffs on you. We got you if you hold them to two, but don't let them run three. Offense, okay, listen, just don't turn the ball over five times. If you turn it over two, we got you. You turn it over five, there's not much we can do. The defense is going to bring some heat. I am telling you, wide receivers, you saw, you see the commercial, Ray Ray, the commercial came out at the beginning of the year. Footsteps. Footsteps. That's why alligator arms, that's a part of the game. You can't take, you're taking that away from us. That a man running across the middle hears footsteps. That a man running across the middle, you know, put the alligator arm, you know, extension, boom, shortens the extension a little bit. And you're taking that from the game. You're messing with the game. Stop it. You're messing with the game. You know, now, you know, where, you know, there is always the conversation about, you know, American football and, you know, Europeans football or, you know, come on. You, you now giving the edge to who's the tougher people. Pretty soon, maybe we don't need shoulder pads. Come on. This is football and you, you taking something extremely important away from the game. 15 yards, come on. Automatic first down, come on. You, you know, you, you're taking the momentum away from somebody. Third down, stop him, he out, boom. Okay, that's good. Turn the ball, get over, field position, all that stuff. It's not just when you drop that flag. It's, what, it's, it's when you drop that flag and you add the yards and you take time off the clock 
and you get additional field position, there's a lot of things that go in to factor in to what that one play was last night. That one play could have meant the difference in the game. But that play was not the only play. There's another play I want to talk about. And, and, you know, it's about coaching, too. Coaching, you you know, one thing about football that you should like if you watch the game of football, particularly if you're in a position of a corporation where you got to make decisions like that. And the decisions that you make in a the corporation, they could affect a, a lot of people. Shareholders, they could affect, you know, stockholders, uh, partners, uh, consumers, you know, whom you, you got to be able to assess a situation like that. And it's because, again, you've already thought this out. You've been through this time and time again. You've seen this. You know, the subconscious mind has already been programmed to deal when the, when it comes up, deal with it and let it go. But, and this is not 2020. This is a matter, again, tendencies. Football game is a game of statistics. You know, and statistically speaking, what are the chances of recovering an onside kick? Particularly when you got a defense like the Baltimore Ravens, who at that time, we're talking about now at the end of the game. In the fourth quarter, the Baltimore Ravens were on a roll and the defense started picking up. Ray Rice was running on offense and the defense was humming. You know, they stopped him. You know, they kicked the field goal. You know, it, I really didn't think they were going to be able to stop them. I, I didn't think the Ravens were going to be able to stop the Jaguars. And I, and I thought Jacksonville was going to just run the clock out, not even have to kick that field goal. They had great field position. That was a long field goal, too, by the way, 50-plus yards. But here's what I'm saying. The decision by the coach, if he had to do it over again, you know, Belichick makes these kind of decisions all the time. You know, good good coach, good decisions. But last night, Harbaugh, come on, I, I, you should have gone, kicked it deep. Anybody and everybody would have understood if you kicked it deep, knowing there was going to be a touchback, knowing that you had some timeouts, and knowing that your offense was starting to click a little bit, you know, you trust your quarterback, don't you? That you guys could have came down and, you know, scored a touchdown. But when you got a defense like the Baltimore Ravens, I think when it comes time and you know that this, the, the deep, your identity of your team is your defense. It's not Joe Flacco. You know, he's good. He's good. You know, but the identity of your team is your defense. If you coach the Baltimore Ravens, if there's ever a chance that you got to take a decision or make a decision, that's what coaches do. They manage the game. Now I'm talking to coach now in his managing position. When you decide that, no, I'm not going to let my strength be on the field to finish the game, that I'm going to let my special teams, I'm going to go with my special teams, now, if it, if it, if you got to choose between the percentages of my special team making a play and the percentages of my defense making a play, your defense wins every time, coach. I think you had a brain fart at that time. I don't think you should have deal with an onside kick. Not when Ray and them were playing as good as they were at that time. And again, you know what? They scored nine points all night long. Coach, you had a brain fart. Ravens defense should have been out there. Stop. They would have stopped him. They'd have got the ball back. Then you'd have saw how good your quarterback is. See if your quarterback could perform. See if your quarterback could actually do a what? A Tim Tebow? 
Oh, no, I didn't say that, did I? Wow. I think I heard that music. I got to take a break. Because <laughs> when I'm saying that a quarterback's got to be a Tim Tebow, there's something going on, man. I've been hitting my head way too many times. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I just got finished going off about the Baltimore Ravens and Harbaugh not making the right call. But maybe when I come back on the other side, I'll talk about something else. Football. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and uh, just glad, glad to be talking some more football. Listen, let me let me let me go into another part of discussion about that had people around the water coolers, you know, talking a little bit this week. And uh, first shot, I got a shout out to my Cleveland Browns. I don't care, just win, baby. That's the bottom line, just win. I don't care how ugly. Listen, when you talk about Super Bowl champions, you know, most of the time, the only game when people remember when they talk about the Super Bowl champions is the Super Bowl championship game. Now, the Browns have never won a Super Bowl championship game. So in order for them to win one, they got to win games so they can get to the playoffs so they can win a Super Bowl. So just win, baby. That, that ain't no homer. That's homeboy from Canton, Ohio, who was a Cleveland Browns fan his whole life and who wants to see the Cleveland Browns win. Bottom line, okay? It's not ESPN. It's Voice America Sports. We can be honest and tell the truth. Now, I'll let you know what will happen later this week and, and as the Browns schedule goes on, but you know where my heart is at. I'll tell you something else about where my heart was at. My heart last week, I stepped out and I, I talked a little bit about, you know, 
the coaches losing their temper, you know, Swartz not really liking the way Harbaugh put his hands on him, you know. And, uh, but it was the Detroit Lions. Now, no disrespect. I can, listen, I'm old enough. I can go back, you know, Billy Sims, Lynn Barney, you know, you know, I don't, I don't remember seeing Alex Cares, but you know, Detroit Lions, you know, they, that's a team of which people had a lot of respect for. A nice franchise, but it's not the San Francisco 49ers in terms of what they've accomplished. And, and, and in terms of, you know, them having a dynasty like Ronnie Lott and, and, you know, Jerry Rice and, you know, Joe Montana, you know, Eddie DeBartolo. Come on. It is what it is. The Detroit Lions don't have that kind of history. So last week I was a little bit upset. So this week Detroit finds their way back into the media and everybody talking about them because when they played Atlanta and the quarterback got a little banged up a little bit, supposedly Sue said a couple things that people didn't think it was right. Now here is the this here's 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 the bottom line. There's a difference between in football, and you should all know this. I shouldn't have to go there, but there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Now, damn it, you everything you do on the football field hurts. So yeah, if he hurt, get get him out of here. Get, get come on, get him out of here. That's okay. Get up. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was Sheldon Brown. You know, hit Reggie, Reggie Bush crawling. I'm sure somebody was saying, yeah, crawl, yo, off the field. I'm sure somebody said that because Woody Hayes used to tell us this. It ain't the guy that's down on the ground that's moaning and, and moving around and hollering and screaming that you worry about. He's okay. You get worried when they're laying there and they don't say a word when they out cold. That's when you worry because something is going on. And guess what? You don't have a clue. You don't know if it's his neck. You don't know if it's his head. You don't know if it's his stomach. You don't know if it's his throat. You don't know if he swallowed his tongue. You don't have a clue. You can't even ask him. That is the most frightening thing to see on a football field is to watch a man lay on the field and he's out cold and you can't ask him a question that he can answer. That is the person you're concerned about. That is when you see people hit them knees and you start seeing them praying. Because they know that now God has to step in and do something. But when you got a guy that's on the field and he's rolling around a little bit and, and, and he's hurt. And like, oh, did that really hurt? Oh, that's trash talking now. It's, it's time. You know, it's like you, you know, it's like you, you're in a boxing ring. You hit somebody. Boom, oh, oh, that hurt a little bit. You know, I, I remember and I can't somebody help me out there. Somebody help me out there. I know, I know, I know I got, I, I think I might have my man. Kev might be out there. You know, Jay, I got James on the line with me. James, how you doing there? Hey, Ray, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. James, I'm just in the middle of something and, and, and maybe you can help me out a little bit because, uh, I know a little bit about James. James is one of those great men out there in our military forces and we really thank you for everything that you've ever done, James, uh, for this country, for yourself, for your family, for all of us. But I'm, I'm, I'm in this football mode right now and I'm talking about football and, and there's a difference in being hurt and being injured. And, and sometimes when, when you, when you're fighting uh, a team and you're, you're battling, you're scratching, you know, and if somebody gets hurt, you know, you, you may, you know, stick it to him a little bit. You may, you know, you know, you may say a little word, start a little trash talking. But when a guy is injured, when he's knocked out and you don't know what's wrong with him, 
then you're a little concerned and you're probably going to be praying for him. But if he's just hurt, you want to hurt him. You want to hurt him and get him off the field. Now, they said Nagama can sue. Sue. I can't pronounce his first name properly. But Sue, supposedly, you know, when the quarterback went down for the Falcons a little bit, and, you know, his own man stepped on his ankle a little bit. Maybe Sue was saying, get him out of here. Come, come on, homework. let's get the game going. You know, you have a problem with a guy when he's kind of, you know, hey, it's, it's the other team. You know, I'm, you know, everybody didn't say that Reggie, like Reggie White used to line up and say Jesus is coming. Everybody don't say that. <laughs> you know, they said a few other things. You have a problem with that. And you, you, you may have, but I'm OK. I just want to hear your opinion. Well, you know what? I, I. I'll be real honest with you, Ray. Uh-huh. I mean, think about, okay, before you answer that, let me say this, James. Jamie, you know some of the things that the fans say to the other team, opposing team up in the, in the stands. So, right. so, so now go ahead and say what you're going to say. <laughs> if it's one of my fellow soldiers or a fellow military person, you know, we have that inner competition and, and all of that, and everybody tries to achieve to be, you know, the better, uh, <clears throat> the better, uh, warrior per se. Um, now, I, I'm not, in that situation, what happened with him, I, I thought that was just dirty and that was, you know, because you have both individuals playing the game, the same game, and, you know, to go out and intentionally want to hurt somebody or thrive in the fact that somebody got hurt, um, yeah, I have a problem with that. And, and I think it's uncalled for and, and I, I think there's going to be some maturity issues there because, I mean, he's still a relatively young player. Um, now on on my side, I'm I'm not going to say that uh, when uh, I was deployed, you know, that, that we didn't take a little bit of pride when uh, the other side was hurt. So, yeah, you know, but you now see, I got to say this, Jay, you you're taking a little bit too serious. We're talking we're talking football here now. Now I I, I got to say to you now, I'm going to be a little different because I much as I respect what you guys do, I don't know if I could do that. I really do. I'm one of those men. I'm going to be honest because you know I, I you know you guys do something that's that's necessary. But, you know, I just don't know if I if I could do that. They're, you know, they think, you know, you hear people say a man's man, you know, and, and some people identify a man's man as a tough football player. You know, other people identify him as somebody who's in the military. Some people, you know, identify him as John Wayne. You know, some people identify him as John Shaft. I don't know about what you guys do in the military, but but I, I it's like this. There's a lot of trash talking. And, and what bothers me the most, I think, is some of the fans in the stands, if you if we could repeat, if we would repeat some of the things that the people in the stands say about oh. and to players, it's like it is, it is not PG-13 at all. It is, it is rated X. I mean, yeah. because I am telling you, the fans let players have it. And then to think, yeah, there's sportsmanship to a degree. But I'm telling you, you know, like, like Sue was saying, you know, you teach us to eat quarterbacks like, you know, like we're a lion and they're a lamb. You know, and and then you want us to go out and treat them real nice and be real nice to them and everything. Now again, I'm talking the difference in hurt and injured because because oh. you know you know a guy can catch you the wrong way and and it's and and it hurts and it stings a little bit and you kind of wait for the pain to go away, you know, but but you're not injured to the point where you can't perform anymore. You didn't break anything. You didn't dislocate anything. You don't have to have surgery. You you don't have a compound fracture. Those are the kind of things we're talking about. We were talking about somebody who just, you know, got his ankle twisted a little bit. It's like, you know, come on, you know. Yeah, I, that was uh, that was actually really. I mean, when you saw it in slow motion, that was really ugly. The uh, the uh, in the Cowboys uh, Rams game, you know, um, I believe one of the linemen got injured and they took him off, you know, on a stretcher and and, and 
and uh, I, I got to give props to the Dallas crowd because, and the Dallas Cowboys and everybody else. You know, he was from the opposing team. You didn't see anybody standing over and taunting him. Um, you know, you had trainers from both teams that were assisting uh, with him, and and I, I wish I could remember what his name was, but uh, but that guy was David. that guy was injured, and that's what I'm saying, Very James. That so. that's injured. That's an injury, and we go into a complete different mode, and we yep. show the utmost respect. But I, but I will say this, and I remember being back in Philadelphia, and I remember Chuck Bettinerick, uh, you know, one of the greatest football players ever played in the National Football League, you know, how he was upset many times because he said these guys would make tackles and they pound their chest and all this. And I remember one of the most famous pitchers out there is Chuck Bettinerick standing over top of Frank Gifford. And he, all he did was clotheslining, but he stood over top of him and that pitcher's out there anyway. You probably could look it up on Google. And he's pounding his fist and looking down at, you know, at, at Frank Gifford and, and Frank stretched out, you know, mm-hmm. Frank is Frank is stretched out. But I, I really do think this is part of I, even in boxing. I mean, I, I'm certainly old enough. That I remember, you know, and a lot of people don't like him. But I thank God that he walked this earth, you know, is Muhammad Ali. And I know mm-hmm. Ali used to be in the ring a lot of times and he would be taunting the people that he's hitting. I, I remember some people even saying, and I forget who it was. But Mike Tyson was hitting somebody, and it's almost like you know, each time he hit him, you know, a kind of a squeal would go out, you know, because it was in so much pain. But, you know, it depends upon where you're at, you know, and what you're doing. Some of those things, it, it goes with the territory. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. I, I, so I, I understand what you're saying, but no, you guys, man, you guys do a, a whole lot, uh, you know, the things that you do. Uh, no, I couldn't com- really compare that. Uh, well, you know what uh, what's harder on that, Ray, is, and, and I apologize for cutting you off, but um, we are, uh, as the American military, and um, I probably shouldn't say shouldn't have said what I said, but you know we are one of the few countries, uh, along with you know Britain and Canada and, and others, that you know we will go out and we'll administer uh, medical aid under fire to the enemy. Um, you know, we will uh, take them back. And, I mean, there's lots of video footage of that, uh, certainly in Iraq and, and that of, of uh, our, you know, Navy corpsmen going into the battle to, you know, help these guys out or, uh, you know, Army uh, medics, you know, doing the same thing. And so, you know, when, when you're caught up in the heat of the battle and, and something does happen, you know, and this is certainly different than football, but, you know, you uh, – you do. You're, you're, because once that's over with, at that particular moment, nothing's going to happen. And, you know, hopefully, God willing, all of your guys are still with you. So, yeah. Um, that's when you take the pride. So, kind of further my point on what I said earlier to you. Yeah, well, I, I certainly knew, again, we were kind of a little parallel there, but we, we understand one is completely different uh, than the other. And many times, you know, in sports, we, we, we draw those parallels about a battle and uh, going to war and all that. But believe me, we all know that what you guys do and what we did and what we continue to do for entertainment is is just that. that it's entertainment. It, it's not the kind of things that you guys are doing. And uh, although some of the preparation, you know, of getting yourself prepared uh, for a game and and for battle, like you guys go into some very similar, you know, some of those people that have actually been through some of those battles find their way and and are coaches, you know, um, you know, and they uh, bring some of that to the table. I know Coach Hayes brought some to the table uh, for us, you know, when I was in college. So listen, we got to take a break here, but uh, Jamie, why don't you stay with me? 
And okay. uh, we'll come back on the other side, talk about some of the things that you're doing, of course, with uh, Jared Allen. And uh, I think we got a special project with you and J.R. Jerry right. Robinson. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, Living Like It Matters, and we'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum, or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back this is rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and i'm on nfl.com and and you know I, I cannot believe that, that that they would even have the Colts pitcher on the front there lose now, win later. Let, let me let me also say this before I go because I want to talk to Jamie about some things happening up there in Minnesota. I want you people out there to know, you know, sometimes the only thing you can take in is what the media gives you, and, and a lot of those people in the media are, you know, they get a paycheck, and so to protect their paycheck, they're going to give you the company line. But I, my paycheck is not tied to a company line. It, it, my my show is to give you a perspective from a player who played the game so you'll really know what's happening for real and and I'm not worried about what the coach is going to say tomorrow and I'm going to get you know cut and and let me just tell you there should be no if there's if they find one person on that Indianapolis Colts team or any team in the National Football League Miami if you ever find out that you hear that they're they're strategizing about losing so they could get a first round draft pick that team needs to be they need to be suspended. They don't even need to be participating in the National Football League. The players don't need to be playing. The coaches need to be fired. The organization needs to be just, just. They need to be withdrawn from the National Football League. So I, I don't even. Want, I don't want to hear anything about playing to lose, because when you lose, you win. Bullshit. You win. You play football to win. And football's not a game that you approach casually because somebody will take your head off. And if they're not trying to take your head off, they don't need to be playing anyway. Okay, I just had to get that out. Okay, Jamie, <laughs> let me get back, man. Listen, you got a, you got a player up there, the Minnesota Vikings, that that's how he plays. You couldn't tell Jared Allen that, hey, you know, guys, if we lose this game, then, then next year we can get Andrew Luck. 
and 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 Jared's going to go out there and give you you know 50% of his effort because you're trying to get a first round draft pick the next oh come on get, let's be serious so let's so let's talk a little bit about this this young man that you've been working with over the years some of the things you guys are doing and because to me man he he's the you know and Ray got a lot of years on Jared you know Ray got like 16 years in the league which is just unbelievable for a middle linebacker but you know he's Jared Allen is like the 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 Ray Lewis of the Minnesota Vikings defense and as they go he goes, and as he go, they go, and you know he's been playing extremely well. Maybe not at his best, but he's playing damn good. But there's some other guys around him that need to play a little bit better because they've been blowing some leads. But they need to play a little bit better. They they gave the Green Bay Packers at least they earned their paychecks this past weekend. But Jerry and you guys are doing some things off the field, man. That you know he doesn't even get paid to do. Tell me a little bit about some of the things you guys are doing with with uh, some of your fellow soldiers in the military. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jared is a, uh, like a good number of the guys in the NFL and, um, huge supporter of the military. Um, Jared has, uh, he took an, an additional step back in, uh, 2009, him, Larry Fitzgerald, and, uh, <clears throat> I can't remember. It was, uh, individual from the, uh, from the Rams went over to Iraq to visit the troops and, uh, that had a pretty lasting impression on Jared. Um, and uh, then, of course, him and I being friends, we had talked, you know, about doing something for the troops. And with me having three combat deployments, uh, we had uh, discussed um, putting together an organization that is going to be there for our troops, more importantly, for the troops that come home wounded. Um, so what we did is we created Jared Allen's Homes for Wounded Warriors. And, uh, we got it finally up and running, you know, with Jared being with the Chiefs and then moving to Minnesota and, you know, me being deployed. It was hard getting it down once I came home from Afghanistan and we were able to nail it down. And, um, so we got it up and running. We, uh, are right now looking at a, uh, soldier. This will be our second home, um, triple amputee, um, from, uh, the Arizona area. And, uh, you know, this soldier, young man, uh, don't want to say too much about him yet until we have uh, other things. But, you know, a young man has his whole life ahead of him, and he has, uh, you know, lost both legs and an arm. And, um, you know, these are the kind of things that Jared wants to give back to 100%. And that's why the uh, the foundation was created to build or modify handicapped accessible homes for these these individuals who have sacrificed, you know, more than uh, – more than anybody can imagine. Yeah, and 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 I and that's why I thank you, and I think you know every military person out there. I, I have a brother who actually, uh, you know, was enlisted in the military for a number of years, and uh, you know, I I just it, it's just one of those things where again, I, I just not sure I could have ever have done it. I never did, but we never know what we will do until we're faced with something. So of course, if, if there's something happening here on these waters, and and I got to protect, man, I'm stepping up, but. Uh, let me just say, I just want to commend you for what you're doing, for what Jared is doing. You know, because many times, like you said, it's not just Jared. It's many players out there. But, again, it's not good news. So people don't want to hear about that. But the, but if people do want to hear more about the work that you and Jared are doing, is there a website they can go to? Is there a number they can call? Because as you and I are going to talk about after you say this, there's going to be some other things you're going to bring to the airwaves as well. But is there a, a number or a website they can go to? There is. They can actually, uh, they can contact me directly, uh, 847-321. Again, Jamie, give me your full name. James Stroh. Mm-hmm. 
and they can call me at 847-321-1540. And then also they can go to our website, jaredallen69inc.com. And then uh, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link, actually, that will take you to Jared Allen's Homes for Wounded Warriors. They can also find us on Facebook at Jared Allen's Homes for Wounded Warriors. Well, that's great, man. Now, now, now I also said I was going to there was a couple other things that I wanted to talk to you about. And uh, I believe I'm supposed to have uh, maybe Dr. Grossinger is not going to be calling in. So if he does it, we'll just continue. We've only got a couple minutes. But I, I hooked you up with my good buddy, Jerry Robinson. Yep. In my mind, one of the best linebackers that ever played a game, you know, could play middle linebacker. You know, they moved him outside linebacker, did that, you know, played for the Philadelphia Eagles for a number of years, finished his career with the Oakland Raiders, a UCLA Bruin. And, and you guys are going to, and, I, and I'm going to have to close the show out, so I'm just going to let everybody know, uh, Jamie, uh, as we call James, uh, and, and Jerry Robinson will be getting together to do a special show here on Voice America Sports, linking together something that will never be apart is the military and football. It's always been there since I've known the game and it will always be there. And and you're going to share some of those stories. You guys are going to, you know, share some of your life's experiences, uh, talk about the good times, the bad times, the ups and downs, the challenges that some of the people that you're helping with Jared, uh, and Jared's foundation and, and, and some of the challenges that the men have played football and, and trying to adjust to life after football that Jared's very familiar with. And and it's going to be a resource where, hey, if you want to talk about a problem you're having as a military person or a family of a military person and, and you don't have anybody to go to and you don't know, you don't want to say it to just anybody, but you want to bring it to the air to kind of get a perspective and to even get some resources because you guys are going to bring some resources to the table as well. That show is going to be happening. That's going to take us a little while to get that up, but a couple months from now, you folks will have a chance to have a show here with one of the best linebackers ever played for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles, well, no, the Oakland Raiders, and, of course, from UCLA, Jerry Robinson and, and uh, James Stroh will have a show here on Voice America Sports. Jamie, thanks for calling, man. I'll be in touch with you. Outstanding, Ray. Hey, can I uh, real quick throw out something else about the foundation? You throw it real fast. you got about 10 seconds. All right. If they text WARRIOR to 80088, there will be a $10 donation given to the foundation. Wow. You're going to have to send me something there because I'm going to put a banner up for that one. We're going to try to raise a lot of money for that. That's outstanding, Ray. I appreciate it. And to uh, all your listeners out there, thanks for listening. And uh been good talking to you. Okay, thanks a lot. Hey, guys, listen, uh, the Eagles and Cowboys, how could I not talk about the Eagles and Cowboys? I don't have to say anything except fly, Eagles, fly. Mike Vick. Do your thing. Tony Romo, do the thing you've been doing. Lose the game in the fourth quarter. That's all. I'll be happy. <laughs> all righty. Hey, go Bucks. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.